I am Bush. How is it going? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. I am your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're getting a little bit heavy as we're joined by a few members of hardcore group, The Slime. Oh, yeah. Derek and Andy of The Slime are going to be joining me here today as The Slime dropped two EPs last year in 2020. We're going to be diving into the transition between these two EPs, between Bitter Dream, which they released in January and December 11th, coming soon to an alley near you we're gonna talk how the band has grown how their sound has evolved the differences in the recording process we're gonna be diving into a couple tracks off of this new ep like the title track coming soon to an alley near you like life of agony both of these tracks you're also going to be hearing here today on this episode we're gonna talk about how the slime came together there's a few different age groups in this group the members came from different locations and they have a lot of different influences as well so how how does this slime come together then we're also going to be talking a little bit about horror movies because both Andy and Derek are big horror movie buffs so we're going to be talking a little bit about you know some movies that they'd suggest to people like myself who maybe haven't seen a lot of the genre yes all of this all of this and more in today's episode of the DTB and it is all Brought to you today by DesertTigerMerch.com Because that's where you go to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere you go. We got hats, we got toques, we got t-shirts, we got all sorts of other cool things coming your way. DesertTigerMerch.com Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's about time we jumped into this interview with... Derek and Andy of the Slime, but what better way to kick it off to get the energy right than to play that title track off of their new EP, This Is, coming soon to an alley near you.
Desert Tiger Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. All right. All right. Let's kick this off. So we're here with two members of the slime. All right, gentlemen, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves and what you do in the band? My name is Derek. I play the drums. I'm Andy. I'm the singer. Awesome. Awesome. So, I mean, before we get into this new EP, we should probably kick into how the slime came together. What brought you gentlemen, you boys, this collection, this ooze of <laughs> hardcore uh, together? How did it begin? I'll start this one off. Yeah. Me and Robert, who's the guitar player, have been, been playing together for about five or six years now. So we had a couple other bands, a uh, couple other iterations, sort of uh, punk type stuff and thrash type stuff. Um, but we couldn't find a lineup that could stick. So it took us quite a while. It took us about five or six years to find the lineup we have now, which we've had for about a year. And uh, it's been the best lineup yet. We gelled right away. Everyone's been on the same page. So we're now just released our second album. All right, all right. So that first EP, was that also released with this same lineup then? Almost. So the bass player is our former bass player. So bass player now did not play on our first EP. Okay, okay. So still 75% of the way there. That's still pretty much core, right. right? All right, all right. Awesome, awesome. So I see that some of the members of this group come from different areas of the world and that you guys have different influences so what has it been like crafting the sound of the slime because i definitely hear a lot of those east coast hardcore sounds mixed in with a lot of different things as well for sure we all kind of uh, we all listen to different kinds of music um Basically, we would call ourselves an old school hardcore band, kind of a first wave hardcore band, but we have, you know, elements of um, thrash and, and, and grindcore and there's a lot of uh, rock and roll and even rockabilly and garage kind of influences that we have as well. Okay. Andrew, what's, uh, where do your influences come in? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, <clears throat> just going back to that first uh first EP that came out last year, as Derek said, like a lot of that was preset before me uh, and Charles, our current bass player came in and, and some of that, you know, I still think of as like our sound, but you know, um, Derek, uh, Derek was saying that all of us listen to quite different things. I mean, Rob, our guitar player is much more into, like crazy different types of metal that I don't even know about. And Charles, the bass player is like knows all types of grind core and mince core and whatever the heck else that I don't even know about. And myself, uh, you know, I listen to, to everything from just kind of classic hardcore, classic rock, you know, all types of weird ass music. And, um, you know, I'm not out there trying to, trying to be some death metal vocals or anything. So I need to do what works for me. And I think that's where we get a little bit of a, a blend of different things happening because uh, 
you know, everybody brings something, uh, something different to the table. And, uh, you know, since we've really, the four of us been, um, working together and building new songs in the last year, I think it's really kind of congealed into, into our signature kind of sound, which you hear a lot on the new, uh, on the new album. Okay. Okay. So as you say that, how would you say that that sound has developed and transitioned between EP and one and EP two here from bitter dream and coming soon to an alley near you? Okay. I I would just say like from, uh, from the vocal side, you know, a lot of that stuff on the first EP was like when I joined the band, these guys already had a lot of those instrumentals down. It was like, okay, here, like when I first came to try out, it was like, here you go. Here's, here's some songs instrumental come up with it, what you want to put in there. And we'll go from there. Now everything on the new record pretty much is, is new, right? It's, it's, you know, those riffs came about at jam sessions that all four of us were involved in. It wasn't riffs that came out of jam session from five years ago that just Derek and Rob were there and then me and Chuck come in and get kind of bolted on. So it has definitely changed the way it sounds a little bit. I mean, it's it's not too far off or anything, but I think that changed the process and gives us more of uh you know what like what i call it like the slime a slime song like that's what i say you know when we get one it's like okay that sounds like a song we'd write or play okay okay and how about derek what's your opinion on that uh, i agree um i think when me and robert got together we had a, a fairly specific idea of what we wanted to do which was kind of the sort of a reference to like the early 80s first wave hardcore sound of like bad brains and uh, uh, negative approach and poison idea and that sort of thing. I mean, we had some kind of crustier elements, um, heavier. We did some stuff that was tuned to be, and we were looking to be and maybe partially a metal band, but uh, we kind of went in a different direction when we found TD and Andy, because um, the way we all played together was kind of had a bit of a street vibe to it. Maybe, um, a little bit of a skate vibe to it. It was a lot more fun, less dark. The riffs are maybe, uh, for lack of a better term, like somewhat uplifting at times. So that was a, that was a pretty big pivot for us, and we just settled right into it. Nice, nice. All right. So you mentioned how being able to jam together and otherwise helped the songwriting process what was the differences in the recording processes between ep1 and ep2 what were the completely different studio and different producer so it was a fresh for everybody in that sense um we're kind of like a almost a one take when we when we record um we we do maybe two or three takes of each song in a recording session. And we always record off live off the floor just because we think that's the most conducive to the, for of the Grammy style of rock and roll that we make. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely fits that hardcore vibe. That's it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So coming soon to an alley near you, 
Let's talk about some of these songs. Is Andy the uh, chief lyric writer for these? Or Indeed. Okay, okay. Awesome, awesome. So let's get into the title track there. It definitely sounds like it's just about that. That good, slimy, rock and roll vibe getting together for those punk rock alley beers. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, that one, like, uh, it's funny that that song has been the, the, the you know, the lead track on the, on the EP and, uh, you know, a lot of folks like it and uh, we, we definitely enjoy playing it. And I find, you know, and we will say this amongst ourselves that, you know, kind of sticks out to us. It sounds a little different than, than our other, uh, our, our other usual modus operandi. It's more of like a street punk, like almost like a traditional style tune. And so when those guys were, uh, you know, jamming that in our space, that's kind of just where the lyrics came from, like a little bit of a tongue in cheek, uh, kind of trying to come up with some really punk, punk shit. But, uh, you know, also just, you know, reflecting on, uh, you know, good times at shows. And, uh, you know, I think something that uh, everybody who likes this kind of music can relate to a little bit. So uh, it was fun to try and put that put that down on the on the paper. And, uh, you know, I think hopefully people are going to read those lyrics and think about, you know, times that they've had at the back of shows or wherever the heck else you are when you're when you're a young kind of person into this music. So, mm hmm. No, absolutely. I think everybody remembers their introductory moments to their first shows, their first alley beers, their first like the first people they met at shows, their first mosh pit, all of those really good experiences that come with hardcore and rock and roll. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's jump into a couple of the other tracks off of this album as well life of agony what is uh take us behind that track a bit i don't know derek maybe you want to give a little background i you know i have a couple well, ideas but yeah. well the, it's speaking of tongue-in-cheek this was kind of um one of us when we were coming up with this song we were just jamming it out and we, someone referred to it as the life of agony song which is actually another band um, I don't couldn't tell you where they're from or what they're about, but <laughs> someone seemed to think that that's was the reference we were making, and which it was not. But we thought that was funny, so we started calling it the Life of Agony song. And it was not meant to stick, but it did stick. So, and now it also is uh, applicable to the lyrics. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do the lyrics apply to the song then, Andy? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I think uh, that was a fun one, just uh, kind of as per my my usual way of doing things, you know, we'll be in in our practice space, those guys will be working on something, I'll kind of be there listening and maybe like freestyling a bit on the mic, just yelling what comes into my head or whatever, and yeah, we started on that whole life of agony um doing a call and response thing between me and um me and charles me and cd our bass player and then uh you know based on those little snippets i'll take that home and um you know come up with some other bars um 
to fill it out. I thing I like about Life of Agony, it's got a good uh, it's got a good flow actually in the first verse. Like uh, it's very um, like it's almost like I'm rapping over the first verse, which I like to do. And uh, and but then it turns into like the hardcore like call and response thing. So yeah, it's a little cheesy, but I think it's actually a pretty fun one. And I don't know if we've done it live too much. So I'm looking forward to playing that one a bit more live. Mm-hmm. When that opportunity returns again. Yeah, no doubt. If you only knew the agonies I have spared you in the world. If you only knew the agonies I have endured in your behalf. Did you know? Desert Tiger Podcast. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt for sure. All right. So you mentioned that there was a different producer on this album. So who helped bring the album to life in the studio, and who helped with the artwork of the album? Because that is so sick. Yeah, our um, the guy who did our artwork is uh, is, is um, called Breath of Fresh Air Design. And he's just a, a, a but kind of a buddy of ours. He's, he also plays in a local punk band, so we played with him before, and um, he was just a natural choice. Yeah. Kind of understood what we were going for. We wanted neon colors, and we wanted um, it to be somewhat of a an, uh, somewhat of an '80s reference. We wanted it to be like dark, but also somewhat cartoonish, um, which is kind of how you describe our music in a lot of ways. <laughs> for sure for sure like definitely having a lot of fun with it like a lot of heaviness to it but also having a good time so one thing that i actually have to ask the slime is that an uh-oh thing or like where does that name come from what, what's uh, what's uh-oh uh like the tv show that used to be on ytv the oh. one with the punisher derek remember we did the post oh that, yes yes that's yes. called uh-oh 
Now, Derek has never even heard of that. I had to tell him about that for to make a promo. Oh, wow. Okay. Because yeah. when I saw the promo, I was like, oh, wow. If this is named after the 90s, like, kids game show, that is amazing. So where does the name come from then? It wasn't really, it was not a reference to that until much later. And I'm happy to call it a reference to that now, if that's what works in the context. But it was kind of just meant as to be kind of a pliable name. So, like, you kind of use the name however you want. It could mean a bunch of things. Like, we have a, a bit of uh, sort of horror movie imagery that we use to promote the band. So could be a, like an amorphic monster that eats people, eats cities. Or it could be, a, you know, it could be like a, that viscous feeling on your skin after like a, a really dirty rainfall when it's really smoggy out. Could be a, could be a visit from a, a creepy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No we, doubt. No doubt. We, you, you take it. Use it how you, how you need to use it. Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. I love it. I love it. So, what are the uh, plans for the future of this EP coming soon to an alley near you? Are you guys working on any music videos? Maybe like a live stream performance since you can't do like a live show with the crowd at the moment? We got some videos sort of being worked on slowly but surely uh, that we'll throw up eventually just to keep people from getting bored. But yeah, we are, we do have material for a new album, probably half done another album. Oh, dang. We don't know when we'll release that. We, we currently aren't practicing for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, depending on how things in the world play out. Um, yeah, we'll get a second record going as soon as possible, like spring or, or summer, I would would guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing about this is it probably makes live off the floor uh, much more difficult. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So you also mentioned the possibility of an upcoming EP as well. So lots of uh, things going on for the future of the band here. Lots of excitement going. For sure. Sick, sick. I love it. I love it. So one thing I definitely want to know, too, is when you guys aren't jamming it out, recording live off the floor, getting the sliminess in the studio, what what do you guys do regularly in your lives? What are your other hobbies? Derek's got a dog. (laughs) (laughs) I've been looking after my puppy a lot, yeah. There's that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he has a job yeah nice yeah. nice i work well you know what i i uh you know i sing in the band but uh i play you know on my own i play a lot of music and uh you know we're just pretty average dudes and like well like what the hell uh, what the hell kind of hobbies does anyone had this year i guess you can't I... do shit you can't go to show so it's kind of hard to to say like i mean yeah I mean, um, you know, what do we like, uh, what do we, what do we do ensemble? What do we do together? I mean, we all like horror movies, that's for sure. I think that would be like one thing that like Derek is probably the expert, the old head and then, uh, knows like the most obscure shit. And then I'm always, I'm always boring stuff from him and, and we're slowly, uh, slowly, uh, educating, uh, young cd the bass player on some of the classics of horror that uh 
that he doesn't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess we're into that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we like to party. Yeah, we like to party, too. Partying is always good. Partying is always good. So you mentioned the horror movies and that you're teaching CD a little bit more about the horror world. So I'm someone who's a little new to this scene as well. So what are some of those horror classics you maybe recommend to someone who's just getting into the genre, maybe a little inexperienced in the horror world? That's... That's tough. I would want to know what age the person is, but generally um, anywhere from like the silent era of horror leading all the way up to the 80s. And generally speaking, low, low budget stuff tends to be favorable for me. The B movies, the kind of the more absurd side of horror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I like the 70s, like the cheesiness too. I mean, like, listen, for Charles, when we were, we were talking about this, like, in uh, October, right, or whatever, trying to recommend some stuff, he'd never even, he'd never seen The Thing, John Carpenter, so, like, that's, that's kind of like a no-brainer, and that one actually, I like that one for anybody who wants to, like, because that one, you know, there's, like, this disgust level <laughs> <laughs> that is also, like, pertinent for our music, right? so it fits in there you know what i'm saying so (laughs) all right sick sick i I actually don't even know if i've seen that one either and i'm 30 years old so i've got uh i've got to get on my horror game apparently yep (laughs) all right awesome awesome all right gentlemen so i have one last question for you but before i ask it where can the listeners of the podcast find out more about you and the slime uh, so you can go to the slimehardcore.com. That's our website. Mm-hmm. Or you can find us on uh, all this, the main streaming services, including Spotify. Uh, you can find our Instagram at the slime hardcore. Sick, sick. And you can also f- find their music on Bandcamp if you want to pick it up and support them for real, for real, the old school way as much as possible. Yeah. I think um, the, our third album... Definitely the plan is to press it to vinyl, so um, it won't just be exclusively a digital release. Okay, okay, sick, sick. Glad to hear that for all those who are, love those record players. And I know there's a lot of those people in the hardcore rock and roll world who do love that, so that's exciting news. But one thing I want to know is, now that the slime's been around for about two years, and he's been in the band for about one, one and a half, how has the slime helped you grow as people or what how has the slime helped you learn more about yourself as individuals i mean for me i'll just say you know i like to yell so uh really nice to just uh get together with these guys once a week i mean it's been a while like it's nice to see derek's face today because we haven't actually uh seen each other because of the uh La, la pandemia or whatever so um uh it's good to yell and you know what it's it's dope to be back in like some weird ass venues and shit that like you know in toronto it's a big city every weekend like i'm talking normal here every weekend there's so many shows going on sometimes you know you're just at like the top thing 
But the nice thing about playing with a band that's like kind of up and coming and not too many folks know of us yet is like we're really in like these scummy joints that really remind me of like when I was a fucking teenager and like punk <laughs> shows only happened at like Legion halls and stuff. And so it's fun to just get out and, and, and bring a, a music that is varied and people are weirded out by it. But then, you know, people that you don't expect are going to like it, like it. So that's the best thing about it. Sick, sick. And Derek, how about you? Well, I learned, I'd say, I'd say I've learned the value of uh, cooperation and, and compromise. Sounds kind of childish, but, you know, that's, those are the two most important things when it comes to doing an artistic project where there's a bunch of egos to, to uh, consider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I can understand that for sure. It's uh, group projects are great because you, you essentially you think that you should be able to delineate the work and everybody should be able to do everything. But that's also the other thing about group projects that we all learn in school is sometimes not everybody wants to do that. So when you have a group that is willing to put in the work, work together, and that you all have like the chemistry to do so, that's magic. Totally. And it's not easy to find. Mm, absolutely it definitely definitely is not all right all right boys i want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today to take us a little bit behind the slime the transition between bitter dream and coming soon to an alley near you i'm super excited to see what the future brings with a third ep like i said well just thank you for joining me here today Thanks, Colton. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. That was fun. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Just before we go, I just want a quick shout out for um, for Nick uh, and Scott at uh, Schoolhouse Studios. We didn't mention it out in uh, Dundas, who uh, who really helped us a lot with the uh, with the last record, and uh, it was a pretty cool environment. So um, would be remiss not to not to mention uh, not to mention those guys. So. But uh, thanks for your time, Colton. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, man. Take care. I told you, I told you we were going to be getting heavy today on this episode of the DTP, so hopefully that got your head banging a little bit, maybe you were able to polish off your moshing shoes and throw down in your kitchen pandemic style, no matter how you did it, 
as long as you're grooving as long as you're grooving that's what matters and you can continue that energy by checking out the rest of the slimes catalog on your favorite music streaming service you can also find both of their eps on Bandcamp as well if you want to pick them up and support the band just a little bit more and this week the slime is also teaming up with save toronto music venues in support of well just that live music venues in the toronto scene and if you go ahead you head on over to their gofundme you're gonna have the chance to when you make a donation get yourself some slimy t-shirts so that you can rep the band yeah yeah that's pretty freaking dope if i don't say so myself now now it's time for our desert tiger thank yous our roaring thank yous and those go out to derek and andy for joining us here today taking us behind the slime and their latest ep coming soon to an alley near you our other roaring dtp thank you goes to you the dedicated loyal Bush for tuning into this episode of the DTP for supporting the show like you love to do if you have yet to join up with the ambush it's as easy as hitting subscribe or follow on whatever service whatever app you're using to check out the show right now if you've already done that you can help us out by reviewing the show on iTunes and Stitcher with a big old five stars you can also help us out by sharing this episode if you enjoyed it. And lastly, if if you if you feel like you want to help Desert Tiger out a little bit more, you can always head on over to deserttigermerch.com. Alright, so this coming Friday on the DTP, we're gonna be having a music interview. For yeah, I can't announce who it's going to be yet because I have two interviews that I'm supposed to be doing this Thursday, but I'm not going to announce them until they happen so that you guys don't go, hey, what happened to this interview? Why did we get a change up? So you just have to tune in this Friday on the DTP. We're going to have another amazing journey with an incredible musician. We're all going to have a great time then and there but until then you know what it is i want you to go out there find your mountaintop find your oasis find the thing that makes your heart sing to its fullest capacity find your roar craft your roar let your roar out into the world and show it just how powerful and wonderful and beautiful your roar and you can be and until next episode bye bye